Hey, Lizards, Gizmo here. I wanted to share some of the cigars we'll be smoking in May and June, so you can smoke along with us if you'd like. For Cubans, we've got Hoyo de Monterey Double Coronas, Partagas Aliados, H. Upman Half Coronas, and Monte Cristo Open Eagle. And for New Worlds, we've got Davidoff, Winston Churchill, and Bellicoso, Diamond Crown, Julius Caesar, TAA Shark, 2023, Liga Pravada, T-52 in Corona Viva, and Davidoff, Late Hour in Robusto, with much, much more to come. Have a suggestion? Email us. Hello at loungelizardspod.com. That's hello at loungelizardspod.com. All right, boys, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Fabrica 5. Oh, yeah. It's a handcrafted and artisan story with the strong foundation of Rob Isla from Friends of El Habano and Bon Roberts fame with Hamlet Paredes, Master Blender, and Cuban Cigar Legend. Love you, Rob. They're already fantastically priced, but exclusive to Lizard listeners, they can get 10% off Con Anazo 5-packs and 25-count bundles starting right now. Using code LIZARDN6. That's coupon code LIZARDN6. What is Carlos Anzo says it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get worldwide free shipping as well on all orders over $125 US. The website is Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. That's right. The more you buy, the more you save. Exactly. And it's important to note, boys, the Cononazo is the same size. Siglo 6. Siglo 6. Can't wait exactly, to try it. From Cohibo. Oh, yeah. These cigars are crafted and refined by feedback from a hard-nosed tasting panel, the FOH community, and customers. That's How hard-nosed you. were you on that tasting yeah. panel? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty hard-nosed. You know, you are an elite insider. <laughs> Right. Did, did you retrohale? I just want to make sure you did. You can literally jump on the FOH forum right now and post detailed reviews that go straight to the powers that be. And you can tell Gizmo every <laughs> note that you got that he didn't Correct. from the retrohale. And Gizmo likes to get calls at 2 a.m. in bed. <laughs> Be part- <laughs> Become part of the FOH community today. Fabrica 5 is direct from the farm in Honduras to your hand, and they ship out of Miami, so there's no customs nightmare, which is awesome. That's awesome. Oh, Pagoda, you're safe. (laughs) Fair enough, you know. (laughs) Again, use code LIZARDN6, all one word, no space, for 10% off Cononazo, five packs, and 25-count bundles starting right now at Fabrica005.com. That's Fabrica005.com. Free shipping on orders over $125 U.S. Must be 21 years of age or older to order. Fabrica 5. No boxes, no bands, no bullshit. And now, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Lounge Lizards Podcast. It's so good to have you here. It's a leisure and lifestyle podcast founded on our love of premium cigars, as well as whiskey, travel, food, work, and whatever else we feel like getting into. My name is Gizmo, and tonight I'm joined by Rooster, Senator, and Bam Bam, and our plan is to smoke a cigar, drink some wine, talk about life, and of course, have some laughs. So take this as your 68th official invitation to join us and become a card-carrying lounge lizard. Plan to meet us here once a week. We're going to smoke a Cupid cigar tonight, share our thoughts on it, and give you our formal lizard rating. We discuss the complete Bolivar line, the guys challenge my dinner while driving habit, we answer a listener email, and we share a tribute after the loss of our lizard friend John, all among a variety of other things for the next hour. So sit back, get your favorite drink, light up a cigar, and enjoy as we pair John's favorite wine, I tear Napa Valley Cabernet with the Bolivar Royal Corona. A beautiful aged Robusto tonight from Bolivar. Surprisingly, for some reason, called the Royal Corona. It's a 50 ring gauge by four and seven eighths inch cigar. Uh, very lucky tonight, boys, to be smoking 2015 Bolivar Be- Royal Coronas. Beautiful little cigar. Yeah. 
These are great. Yeah. So we came into these uh, aged boxes quite some time ago through an old retailer we worked with, and um, I was fortunate to get a couple boxes of these, and I've just held them. But yeah. um, I'm glad we're doing this on the pod. I know that we've been talking about this for a while. This is, for me, a staple in my rotation. Not for all of you, but I really love this cigar. It's a classic for me. Yeah. Do you smoke this more than the BBF? Yeah. Oh, yeah? I think it's because the BBFs are a bit more valuable. I try not to smoke them through the whole box. These are more, seem to be more available. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And I think, you know, you know, talk, you know we've kind of been but, on a run of accessible cigars. But that doesn't diminish the quality and no. the experience of this beautiful little royal. Uh, what, I, what I like about this is I think any listener can, can pretty easily find these things. It's is awesome. there a difference between the Royal Corona and the Robusto? It is a Robusto. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, 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 effectively, it's effectively Bolivar's Robusto. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called the Royal Corona. It's been around a very, very long time. Um, I believe since 1969. Oh. Um, so it's, it's uh, yeah, very popular. But yep. let's cut this thing, boys. Let's do it. I'm uh, very excited to smoke this tonight. See, we're getting on the cold draw on the wrapper. So these come in 25-count um, mm. dress boxes. And they come in uh, aluminum tubes of uh, dress box of 10 cigars, which is a nice presentation with the tubes. Beautiful red tubes. Not always with the tube, though. No, it's well, there's only two options dress box of 25 mm-hmm. and the dress box of 10. Right. That's it. Dress box of 10 with tubos. Right. Which is the preferred way of getting them, I think. I like them in the dress box. It has a little bit of a bro- These yeah. work in a dress box. You like the me. slight box press. Yeah. On yeah. these, it works. Mm. Cold draw is great. A slight hint of banana. It's weird. Dry fruit type of thing. Very mm-hmm. slight. A little cedary, of course, which is surprising because they weren't in a, a cedar box. I get a faint bit of cocoa even mm-hmm. on the cold draw. Yep. All right, boys, let's light this thing. I'm very happy we're doing this. Me too. The Bolivar Royal Corona. Again, it is a Robusto. 50 ring gauge by 4 and 7 eighths. A little under 5 inches. Classic Cuban Robusto. Uh, as far as certainly our group is concerned, I think this gets a lot of, uh, as Bam mentioned, gets a lot of play in the Lizards, but it's certainly not as um, famous or popular as, you know, other Cuban Robustos like, you know, Epi 2, D4, mm-hmm. even the Ras. I would say this oh. is a little bit more well-known than the Ras, but mm-hmm. um, it's a great little stick. Yeah. I got a dimple. So there do I, go. baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's amazing on the light. It's that <sighs> aged, like, musty, chocolatey. I have a smile from ear to <laughs> ear. This is really good. Yeah. Really good. The thing that I, I, I've only had a few of these uh, from Gizmo in the past. The thing that stands out the most is this ages. The flavor profile gets so much richer. It does. And deeper than the younger, fresher ones of these. To me, they're like night and day. They're almost like two different cigars. Yeah. They turn into, I think, as far as aged cigars go, at this price, even now, 2023 pricing for these cigars, I Mm -hmm. still think if you're able to get a box or two of these and put one away for quite some time, I mean, I I got this. This is a ULA April 15 box. Um, I got these, what, two years ago? Mm -hmm. I think it was during COVID. Uh. I got these, and even at the five-year mark, they're great. So now at the seven, eight-year mark, I mean, they're really hitting their stride right now. It's a little home run right now, this guy. Yeah. 
So how does it, so as, for someone that smokes a lot of young ones? This is much richer. As Senator said, he's spot on. I think they get richer as, as they get older, which is unusual, right? Most cigars mellow out. Not most, but a lot. Would you say that they're stronger fresh? No. I just think they're a bit more, they're, I'm not going to use the word muddled, but they're much slighter in, in profile. It's a slighter profile than this. This is really getting right to it. Yeah. So one facet of it is I think this gets richer, like I mentioned, but the other thing that's really pronounced to me, the flavor profile is even different when this is young to when this has age on it. I think when this is young, it leads with like earthy yeah. cedar notes. Le a little leather too. A little me. leather. I yep. agree with that 100%. And I think as this ages, it like leads with more yeah. like cocoa and some slightly sweeter notes. There's not like the same bitter, mm -hmm. um, bitter in a good way, um, kind of earthy notes that you get in the younger ones of these. So I, I just, I don't know, it's just very bizarre. I mean, we smoke so many, you know, we compare younger and, and, and with a lot of age. And I think usually the flavor profile is somewhat consistent as mm -hmm. it ages. It just gets more pronounced. Yep. Any of the rough edges mellow out. But for me, this stick, they're completely different flavor profiles from when this is young it's to when this has aged. 100% accurate. And I think as it ages, it starts to punch above its weight class. I agree with no you. No doubt about it. I think so. I it, think there's the value more, is crazy. I think there's more value as it ages than when it's young. Yeah. You know. So and what? What? So how much were these? About? So I bought them two years ago when, when before <laughs> the pricing insanity and really before it got crazy, yeah. like scarce. Like they was these weren't very scarce. Nothing really was mm -hmm. at that time. Aside from maybe Cohiba Siglos or 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 something like that, but um, I got these for like four hundred bucks a box. It's like fifteen bucks a stick. Yeah, like twelve, thirteen dollars a stick. Now again, with age, I mean, I don't know what does a box of these go for now. I think up around twenty bucks a stick, maybe yeah. eighteen to twenty-two is the average. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I think that sounds about right to me. And I don't know if it's worth that at. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth that fresh. It is for me. Yeah, you just buy them and hold them. Yeah. Well, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I think, you know, I think too, I think what I remember, and I haven't smoked a ton of these young, I think I remember like, almost like, um, you know, like the chocolate that you bake with? Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of like semi-sweet. Mm -hmm. And I think it evolves like what we're experiencing now into like a rich, like dark chocolate type flavor. Kind of getting there. It kind of yeah, moves. I think, I think the flavors, like when you smoke a fresh bowly compared to this. This has like similar similar flavors, but they're deeper. They're more yeah. enhanced. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't get a lot of espresso notes on the fresh yeah. Bolivar, but on this, they're just more enhanced. They are. And I happen to think the finish on this is nice and long. Yeah. yeah. There's a good it, finish on it. And I love that you can taste the aged tobacco. It has that kind of mustiness to it. Yeah. The finish is minerally to me. There's a bit of earthy mineraliness hmm. to me on the finish. I, I, we're on the front. I'm getting cocoa, earthy, leather. I'm definitely going to, I was going to say leather. That's, I get, where, that's where I was going. Yeah, I get I'm all that up front, that. but on the finish, I get minerally, and I love it. It's just, for me, a great experience all the way through. So how would you guys compare these? Uh, certainly, Senator, I know you smoke a lot of BBFs. BBF, for me, has kind of fallen out of my rotation. I just, it's not, it's not hitting me like it does for you, Senator. I know you love those, too. I do. I think, Rooster, you're kind of in the middle, or you love BBF. Uh, only the 2011s. <laughs> of course. Rooster, pinky out when Those, you say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Those, I mean, somebody somebody gave me a 2011 BBF and I was blown away. Yeah. And I have a cab that's like, I don't know, 2018, 2019. I think you guys got it and we split it. Yeah. 
it just it doesn't do it. Mm. When you smoke that like that here, I mean, it just so that just means that Bolivar needs some age. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. So hold on to that younger cap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, what do these compare? Back to you, Senator. What what is this? Uh, what does this compare? Like a like a fresh BBF versus an aged one? Yeah. So, I, I, th- I two thoughts come to mind. The first is, I personally think that fresher BBFs smoke much better than fresher Royal Coronas. Um, I love these with age. I don't love them fresh. Um, where BBFs with just a couple of years age, they'll make my regular rotation. I enjoy them. The other thing I'll say, I think there's this big misconception that BBFs are these really strong cigars. I completely disagree. I, I totally think, disagree with that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're firmly medium smokes. At best, they get medium full. The Royal Corona, young or with age, I think is fuller than the BBF. I mm-hmm. agree. So it kind of yeah. depends yeah. on what you're looking for in terms of flavor profile, where you want to slot it. I think you'll notice since I probably smoke more bbfs than any of us i think you do um i usually start with a bbf for me yeah. it's like a good medium i'm mm-hmm. just kind of getting my my you know my day or my evening started um it's never a closer for me where if i was going to smoke two bolivars i might smoke a bbf and then i move to the royal corona mm-hmm. i do think the bbf is an is an elegant cigar i agree the shape of it, it it's a little bigger than the royal corona to me it's i mean i'm not sure is it it's much it's expensive but not much more expensive than this but it really, to me, signifies a very high-level smoke. Yeah. Well, when you say elegant, the thing that comes to mind for me is in the flavor profile in a BBF, there's a bit of a creaminess that I really like in that cigar mm-hmm. that I think gives it kind of that elegant finish. Absolutely. I wouldn't say anything about the Royal Corona is creamy. I like it for different reasons. I like the richer, deeper, yeah, um, almost, honestly, with age, almost New World-esque flavors in some ways that I get out of this cigar. Uh, that would slot in later in my evening, which is nice. Now, honestly, right now, aren't you getting hints of potential Padron notes right now? I'm getting some new world here in this guy. For me, Padron natural notes. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like the earthiness yeah. of a Padron natural. Yeah. 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 Not in the cocoa, that like little like kind of bittersweet or dark chocolate, but it's not super aggressive. In the Padron Maduros, that cocoa flavor like yeah. really it hits, hits you. you. Padron yeah. has a lot more cocoa. That's true. A lot the, more chocolate true. cocoa but, notes. But yeah. that's why I'm saying that Padron Natural, I think mm. the cocoa notes are much lighter, which to me is more similar to this stick. Mm. I'm loving this thing. Oh, it's great. I'm loving it. Awesome. You know what's funny? I have, like I said, I have a couple of boxes of these, and I just, I don't reach for them a lot because when I'm thinking like Robusto, I'm, I'm first going RAS or D4, like all the time. And then... I'm usually able when I sit down to have a little bit of a longer smoke. So I'm often going for the Lonsdales, the Lanceros. We've talked about ad nauseum and we'll continue to in the next few weeks with, with, with more Lanceros. But I'm kind of reaching for those six, seven inch cigars at a smaller ring gauge than mm-hmm. I am for Robusto. So these really have just been sitting. Yeah. You know, for, for like two years, I don't know the last time I've smoked one of these. I mean, it's funny you say that because I haven't bought a ton of Royal Coronas, but Maybe in my life I've bought three or two or three boxes. And the funny thing is I remember a few years ago, I just forgot, very similar to what you're describing, I just forgot they were in my tower. And I had some loose ones that were probably sitting on top for a couple of years and they weren't really exciting me at the time I got them. And I picked one up and I had such an amazing experience with that cigar. And yeah. it just really reminded me, Bolivars, as they age longer, they improve. just transform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I was I was fortunate. Our friend in Denver, uh, Mile High Cigar Guy, sent me a 1997 Bolivar Immensus, 
which is uh it's it's like a Lonsdale, I think. Well, and um that's the one they custom made for Rooster, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know, it, it was really incredible, even wow. with that kind of age on it. How old you was know? it? It was ninety seven. Oh brother. Yeah, it was discontinued quite some time. Unattainable. Yeah. yeah. I mean one of my favorite bully bars, as you guys know, is the the uh, Bolivar Corona's extra. Yeah, that's hard that to get thing to. Has so much flavor. Yep. Yeah, that's your favorite one. That's your favorite bully, right? I love that. But love the Petit that Corona is awesome. Yeah. Now the Petit that, Corona, we would be remiss to not talk about the that. Petit is Corona. awesome. Now that's a powerhouse little stick. It is, and I kind of when I go for that shape, that Vitola, I like to also bring a few of the other markers in that same Vitola, mm-hmm. the Porla Ranaga. Yeah. And I like to have a sh- part of a short, kind of all in the same rotation. When if I'm going for that size cigar. And I like the 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 Ramon in that size too. Oh yeah, small that's club Corona we did on the uh, short smoke special. How could I forget? Incredible. How could I forget? That's awesome. That's the box you shared. I with know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do it, Bam. Don't worry. Uh, Let's but, move away. <laughs> uh, but but quick note on the the Boulevard Petit Corona. I'm not a big fan of that cigar. Why? Um, I find them young to be very aggressive and harsh and unrefined and not at all enjoyable but as i've shit on that cigar for so long i forget who had given me a pretty heavily aged uh, puba did because he gave us all old ones up at the north lounge could be i feel like very well could have been he might have given me one and someone else yeah and just like we're talking about how these boulevards transform all those rough edges completely gone yeah. And I grew to com- totally appreciate that cigar. Now, the thing for me is, do I have the patience to age petite Coronas? I'm just going to be perfectly <laughs> no honest. Way, like, no, no, I'm no like, way. It's a short smoke. Yeah. I- I'm not going to wait years for that. So I oh. pursue any petite Corona that can smoke decently with just a few years of age on it. But for I the mean, more patient folks out there, I mean, it-, it does have a ton of merit. I really did enjoy it. I don't age. even pursue petite Coronas. I bought two boxes and I left them in there. And I'm not going to look at them for a while. And I have one once in a while. Mm-hmm. When the, the first time I had that cigar, it was an epiphany for me. It was a fruit, dry fruit bomb, and I, I fell in love immediately with that little guy. Awesome, awesome cigar. And I'll always, I'll always yeah. go for a box there's, there's when I'm a, There's a time and a place for a yeah. know, small stick like that. Like the, up and, ha- like the up and half Corona. Th- that's yeah. a different cigar to me. I know. It's like the commitment on that and where it fits in the rotation, it's always, mm-hmm. that's always like my last stick of the night. Mm. I'm always reaching for the uh, up and a half Corona there. I do not smoke. I can't tell you the last time I actively packed a Petit Corona in my case. Well, yeah. my, my big mistake with all of our Petit Corona was the first one I had. I wanted something short, but not too short. So I had it in the morning with coffee. Mm-hmm. That thing kicked me <laughs> around in the morning. I was like, this is not the nicotine buzz I needed to start the day. So I, I learned my lesson the hard way. I think that, everyone hard. needs a box of that Petit Corona. In their in their humidor, I love love the Boulevard yeah. Petit Corona. I mean, nothing like that. You know, it's, I like a, it in the morning. Not yeah. The double, well, you're, you're right, right after <laughs> double espresso and, uh, and high octane. <laughs> right after your Padron ninetieth, yeah. a couple of kicks in the ass in the morning get you going. You know, also the earthiness of this guy pairs well with what we're drinking tonight. Yeah, really well. Yeah, it's really nice wine. It is. So before we get to that, I wanted to run down uh, what Boulevard's making these days their current production list, which actually I think there's a couple cigars in here I haven't even had. I don't know if you guys have had them. First is the Bolivar Tubos number two, which is a Petit Corona. It only comes in Tubos. Uh, the Coronas Junior, which is a Petit Corona. The Bellicosos Finos, obviously, we mentioned. Uh, the Petit Corona, the Bolivar Petit Corona. 
Roosters had all these cigars, by the yeah. way. The Royal Corona we're smoking tonight and the uh, Libertador. How do you pronounce that? Liber- Libertador? Libertador. Yes, that is a uh, LCDH exclusive double Robusto. Uh, 54 by six and a half. Gigant- so, Gigantes. Uh, Gigantes. That's a not make that anymore. Ramon Alonis stick, isn't it? No, yeah. it's a. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that's uh, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's... They don't. They they do. Uh, they had a Coronas Gigantes, which was a Churchill discontinued uh, six years ago. Uh, the Boulevard Coronas Extra that uh, Rooster mentioned was discontinued in 2012, and the one I want to talk about, I haven't had it. It's a very special cigar. It's a, is it a regional? No, it was oh. an LCDH exclusive released in 2007, discontinued in 11, the Bolivar Gold Medal. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. Which is really a nice presentation. I encourage the listener to look it up. I'm sure you've had it. He's had it. <laughs> He's definitely had it. He probably has a box. I've never had um, it. But what's cool about that, guys, is that the top, the head of the cigar to about three quarters of the cigar is covered in a gold foil. Wow. And then it has the Bolivar band on it and the LCDH. Big fucking deal. <laughs> and why I mention that, Rooster, why I mention that is a there is a re-release coming in 2023 of the gold medal from Bolivar. So that'll be a nice uh, we'll try it. Nice cigar to look for. The reason why I like that, guys, it's a Grand Corona, 48 ring gauge by six and a half. They'll put it in a fancy box and charge you $1,200 oh, yeah. for it. Yeah. <laughs> What about put, put like gold foil on it? Like, come on. There was a regional that you introduced us to. Silver or something? Jubilee? Is that a stick? Mm-hmm. Oh, the oh, Boli- yeah. Bolivar Silver Jubilee. Great stick. Uh, I we, gave you that? No. Where'd you, how'd you have it? You showed it off at uh, Senator's <laughs> Lounge, <laughs> but didn't distribute it. <laughs> yeah, I obviously didn't have enough. I'm uh-huh. sorry. Yeah. Bolivar, unfortunately. You know, I, I stopped him in his tracks. There. <laughs> you, you've had that? It's rare that Bab gets Rooster Quiet. Yeah, that was impressive. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that will never happen. I will never outdo Rooster. So Bolivar, uh, we talked about this several times on the pod, the kind of... Uh, the, the great massacre of uh, some of these portfolio brands um, in the mid-2010s. Um, I mean, you can't imagine, like, how many cigars were discontinued from Bolivar is, it's crazy. They had a lot of cigars, and now they only have a handful. So mm. um, that's Habanos being Habanos, I guess. Yeah. Still a great marker, though. Yeah. So what are you guys getting on the cigar right now? Heaven. I, you know, we me. didn't talk about the burn line. I think that the burn line on this is especially the interesting. The aroma is awesome from the smoke of this. Yeah. It's different. Have you noticed how the ash is like a darker gray? A bit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It always is on these. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful cigar. So we had a bit of an uh, unfortunate situation happen, guys, that I want to talk about with you and share with our listeners. Um so at our lounge here, 1086 in Hawthorne, New Jersey, I mean, it opened, what, a little over a year ago, early mm. 22, and uh, we've really met some incredible people here. We're very fortunate very. to be members here, to have a lot of friends here. We're fortunate to record here. Um, we talk about the place a lot. We love it. And um, unfortunately, uh, we lost one of the members um, to an illness earlier this week, which came as a total shock to all of us, because um, we just thought he'd get better. And... Uh, very, very bummed out to lose uh, John, Lizard John, oh, Basketball yeah. John. Basketball John. John Gibbs, um, A-plus human being. And the reason why I think it's important to talk about on the podcast is, first, we love the guy. And second, I think even for the listeners out there, 
you know, when you have a lounge community like this that we're so fortunate to have, you have friends that do this. I mean, we obviously spend a lot of time together with the podcast and outside of that. Um, it really quickly, when you find people who are like-minded and mm -hmm. have this interest and, and enjoy what we do, this yeah. lifestyle, I mean, you really make deep, impactful friendships very quickly. This thing of ours that we're doing, yeah. it matters. Yeah. And we meet people that we bond with and, and they, they become lifelong friends. Yeah. And it enriches our lives. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I actually met him the very first day that I joined the lounge. I think Bam came mm -hmm. that morning. And we and were with him that night. And then we, me and Senator came that night. And, and John, joined John was earlier. here the whole day and night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I walk in and it's, it was just John sitting at the, you know, they have like a, it's like a, it's like an island, mm -hmm. and he yeah. was sitting there, having his. I think it was this is the wine that he was drinking. Yeah, and I walked in and introduced myself, and uh, I mean, right away, I just kind of felt at home. I mean, he's like, "You want a glass of wine? You want a cigar?" I said, "No, I have plenty of cigars." But I mean, he he made me feel welcome. He was so know? friendly, and he was watching a bas yeah. basketball game. I think it was the Nets game that was on, and uh, he was a huge basketball. Uh, fan yeah and i played golf with him a number of times yeah you played golf with him and, a lot and, yeah. Uh, yeah a few times i mean i mean i but i i still thought he would he would come out of it i never thought that this you know <sighs> this this would happen it's yeah, shocking it was, a, it was a real shock yeah it was shock it, it was, was real, real shock. shock i mean the guy gave us uh <laughs> i mean i'll never forget he was he worked for a company that makes uh, oh, all kinds of uh, right. buckets buckets yep. and uh, you know so he gave us the cigar bucket we put our ashes in and each uh, of us got one I yeah think. we all have one yeah it's awesome yeah, yeah yeah so we have something to remember him by but mm -hmm. i mean he was a absolutely a gem of a person yeah, yeah he was absolute one of those gem. he was one of those guys when you came in the lounge, no matter what mood you were Larger in. Larger than life. Yeah. Right? And you were always happy to see John. He made yeah. you forget about whatever you were thinking about 100%. before that you entered the lounge. I'll yeah. never forget his laugh. Yeah. yeah. He's got such a his booming big voice. Laugh. Yeah. So what a sweetheart of a man. And he was so sharp and quick, very, very quick-witted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he was really an incredible. Loved his being. kids. Loved his yeah. family. He was great to everyone. Everyone was great to him. Like, he was just a lovable guy. John's a guy who's just had like an awesome experience through life. So many great stories. <clears throat> like Rooster said, the the first day we both joined, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time with him that night and immediately knew this is going to be a perfect fit for us. Yeah. If every guy's half as interesting and kind and amazing as John, we're going to love it here. Oh, yeah. Um, and I got really close to John just because I think everybody knows I'm a huge, huge, huge basketball fan. And I honestly rarely meet people that have spent as much time as I have, um, involved in any way in this sport. Um, and John is like that person. And I'll never forget. I came in once John's the only guy here. And this is still early on when we didn't know each other that well yet. And, um, <clears throat> we're both sitting at the bar. We're drinking wine. This is another thing that we have in common. John's a huge wine guy. He's been out to Napa a ton of times. I've done the same thing. We could talk about wine for, for days. And um, we started talking about basketball and just like going back to like 2000s, the 90s, like all the different decades. It was, it was so crazy. And I remember we just looked at the clock. I must have got there at maybe 4 o'clock. We're the only people in this lounge. And I look at the clock, it's like one in the morning <laughs> and we're still talking. We could, we were both stunned. We're like, we feel like we just scratched the surface. We have so much more to talk about. 
And it was just so cool. And um, I mean, every night there was like a Nets game, a Knicks game. We're always texting through it. And um, uh, he's just, uh, I mean, we've been privileged to meet a lot of great people through multiple lounges that we've been members of. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I mean, I just, he's easily top of the charts. outside of the lizards, like one of the guys that I've connected with in a way that I would have never imagined yep. how quickly um, I'm going to miss him tremendously. Um, but that's why the the wine we're drinking tonight. Yeah, um, in his honor. Yeah. I mean, John and I had a conversation. How I knew John's a wine guy too. You've heard me say this before. The hardest question, how you know someone knows wine, is to find a $20, $30 bottle of red that's good. It's the yeah. hardest thing to find. Anyone can find a $50, $60, $80 bottle of wine that's good. That's easy. And John is sitting there saying to me, and he's like, what do you like to drink just like every day, like $20, $30 bottle of wine? <clears throat> so I was talking about Oberon. And uh, he's like, oh, I've got to try it. And I'm like, I always see you with this itter. And I was like, what's the price point on that? He's like, it's great. It's 20 bucks. You can get it at Total Wine. As soon as he said someone recommended it at Total Wine, I immediately start laughing because I'm sorry. I, for any Total Wine fans out there, I think the people that work in their wine department are a fucking joke. Like, <laughs> they are clearly paid some sort of kickback to, to promote. To push their own wines. That's yeah. the thing. There's yeah. some kickback that goes on with some of these vineyards. That's not surprising. And I remember the first few times, like, back when I didn't know as much as I do now about wine, and I would go there, and I'd ask for a recommendation, and I'd stupidly buy it, and I'd come home. And I'm like, this is horrible. Why, <laughs> why did this person tell me this is their favorite wine? And so when John says this, I'm like, John, I'm sorry. There's no way that you trust the things these people tell you there. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Believe me, <laughs> I've been fooled many, many times. He goes, but the difference between me and everybody else, he's like, I went back and I told the guy who recommended the shitty wine to me, that it. bottle sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's Johnny Boy. <laughs> Johnny Boy. <laughs> so he calls this guy out. And the funny thing is now to this day, he made great friends with this one guy who works in the wine department at Total Wine. And it's the guy who recommended a shitty bottle to him years ago who John called him out on it. The guy said, okay, all right, you know, here's stuff that maybe we don't push as much, but that I think is great. And John started to find good wines through that. And he'd always get him Christmas gifts, take good care of him. And uh, they became really good friends. So Itter was actually one of those wines after he kind of went through his little uh, trial period. And he started recommending good stuff that he got him drinking. And I remember when I had it, I was shocked. Um, I wasn't super familiar with it at all, but it's it's from Napa. Uh, John actually grew up in California, so um, that state and, and Napa as a wine person has always meant a lot to him. And uh, for an everyday red, it, it's great. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. It's got a, it's slightly dry, earth some earthiness to it. It's very, very good. So you said it's pronounced itter, I-T-E-R, itter? I, I think. I'll be honest, I'm not positive. Got it. Itter, maybe? Got it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, we're drinking this in John's honor tonight. He loved this wine. He always had it on him. It's the first time I'm having it. Yeah. It's very good. I had it with John. John gave me some of it. But The other thing with John, I think we've all experienced this. Rooster mentioned in his, um, when he met him, John's one of the most generous people I 100%. have ever met. I mean, when we just first started talking about wine, I guess he could see that I was as passionate as he is about it. John would just pop up in the lounge and he'd go, Senator, I've got this bottle. you got to try it. And he'd go out to his car and he would just bring these things. Like he's just so such a thoughtful guy. Yeah. I remember when my son was actually, my son wasn't even born yet. My wife was pregnant. And I come in one day and John's like, come out to my truck. I'm like, okay. I assume he's giving me more wine. And we get out there and he, because he he makes uh, I think through his business also like a lot of um custom and engraved products and things like that. 
So through some supplier that he's got a relationship with, like he got an engraved piggy bank for my son who at the time was months from even being born. I was like, just so incredibly thoughtful. Um, just awesome. one of a kind, such a class act. Oh yeah. Yeah. He loved talking about his kids yep. and those moments when I had a chance to sit with him, we had in-depth discussions about what they're doing, about his grandkids. And I have an interest in what his kids do because they'll kind of do yeah. the same thing like to minded. a degree. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, those moments were precious to me because he, I had a chance to see him not talk about what we were drinking or smoking. It was outside of the realm of our thing that we're doing. It was, it was fantastic. And like you said, his grandkids. Yeah. He loved oh, children. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Loved children. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. a, I mean, all around excellent human being. It's a big and loss. It, it's loss a huge loss for us. Yeah. And, and it's a huge loss for our community. I mean, we were so, you know, we were lucky. We have a group chat with the entire, you know, a lot of the guys in the lounge and everybody's sending tributes. And I mean, it was like, it was really, I, I wish John could see it because I mm -hmm. think he'd really smile. Oh, yeah. At, at what people... Well, he's seeing it and he's smiling. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. left quite a legacy. Yeah. I mean, I, re I remember one night saying to John, and, and I still planted in my head, because um, he's in many ways what I hope I will be at his age. I mean, 100%. Uh, John, John was in his 70s. And he was a senior lizard. I, I, no was. doubt about I, it. I said to John one night, I said, John, I pray that when I'm in my 70s, <laughs> I'm half as cool as you are. <laughs> totally. I mean, he could hang with the best oh, of yeah. Just a guy who lived life to the fullest, Always upbeat and happy, just just an awesome. Uh, that's everything I aspire to be later in life. Agreed. I remember, like you know, I would always uh, play with the Sonos and put stupid music on when I when I drink. <laughs> and I remember we were talking, and he said, "Put on some fucking Snoop Dogg." <laughs> John loves Snoop yeah, Dogg, man. We watched yeah, the whole Super Bowl <laughs> uh, right. performance with, with Dre Snoop Dogg and, and Dr. Dre. All loves, of us. He loves Tupac too. Tupac too. Yeah. Tupac. And Lizzo. Yeah. Yeah. He loved Lizzo. <laughs> and he was the only guy who didn't believe in online gambling. Right? Yes. <laughs> He would physically go in person, in person yeah. to FanDuel, place the bets. I like that. Yeah. Well, I like I, that. I will say this, which was very cool, uh, and this is a shout out to um, one of our other friends uh, at the lounge, Henry, who uh, mm. is really, really close uh, with John. Yeah. Uh, when John was going through some health issues and naturally couldn't make it to actually place his bets physically, um, it's not easy for him because you know he's sitting home watching these games. He likes to put a little action, get in a little action, and make them a little more interesting. And so Henry actually set him up an iPad at his place and got him an account. So he cool. started for the first time placing uh, online bets. So <laughs> yeah, um, nice. I'm glad even when, uh, you know, life wasn't the easiest for him, he was still able right. to, you know, live the, the way he would like to. And, awesome. and still, uh, he was still watching awesome. sports every night. I have a vivid memory of him sitting down. He would come in the lounge. He'd make his old fashioned with his fresh oranges. Yep. Crushed. Get crushed oranges. He's muddled his oranges at the counter. He'd make his drink, he'd come over, he'd sit down very deliberately, and then he'd dig in his left pocket and he'd pull out all the FanDuel slips, <laughs> all the paper slips, and he'd start going through them one by one, cursing or celebrating whatever yeah. was happening at the time. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a huge loss. And I think for the listener um, who wasn't fortunate to meet John, um, it really, to me, it just goes to the value of what we do. I mean, this thing we have in our hand that we enjoy so much, it's just... It's the vehicle to these yeah. these amazing connections that that certainly we've made, and anybody who smokes cigars and is able to find like minded folks, yeah. um, it's it's a wonderful vehicle for real deep human connection that you can't find in in other. I don't want to call it a hobby. It's really a lifestyle. What we do, 
And the you know, as Puba, the, I'll use his word, the archetype of the person who mm-hmm. who does this is. And, and as Senator said before, it is the ultimate equalizer. It's, it's the cigar. The, yeah, when absolutely. you're in that lounge, it doesn't matter if you're a CEO, totally, or a carpenter. Absolutely, it has nothing to do with money or what you do. do. What you do, yeah, it has everything to do with what kind of person you are and how willing you are. Right. To and make honestly, real I connection. think that's really the whole point of our podcast, right? Yeah. That's why we started this. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's a, it's a, this is really the beginning of our tribute. I mean, uh, you know, fortunately we have a great lounge community, obviously, as we talked about. So we're going to do a nice tribute to him sometime next month um, with all the members here and celebrate him. But yeah, real, real big loss for us. Oh, yeah. Can, can we just raise yeah, a glass yeah, yeah, to, to John, to, uh, to a true legend and lizard? An OG lizard. OG That's lizard. Right. Well before us. I remember we were buying cigars for him, he, we were helping him find Cuban cigars. And he said, all I want is to oh, learn how to be a lizard. And right. I'm like, John, <laughs> honestly, I'm trying to learn how to be like you, John. That was hilarious. That whole <laughs> yeah. couple of weeks of his like delving into Cubans. It was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, well, Senator. To, I interrupted you. To a legend and a lizard. We're going to miss him dearly. May he rest in peace. Yes. Rest in peace, John. We John. will miss you. We love you, John. And what a bummer, man. Yeah. Ugh. And God bless his two sons in California that are dealing with this, of course, in the family. It was really cool to see. I mean, you, you can tell that, um, I mean, John would go out to California uh, several times a year to go visit his, his kids and grandkids. And um, I have no doubt the way that, you know, he, he would tell us stories when he was here that clearly he was telling his sons about mm-hmm. some of us because <laughs> it was so funny and so nice to see when his sons uh, had reached out to all of us in the launch community about uh, kind of, you know, what had happened and, and arrangements and things like that. Um, you know, they started the note by saying fellow lizards. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, it was clear they knew that, yeah. that John was really part of this lizard community. That's right. And it was just really cool to see. Very. Yeah, it's uh, this thing we've this thing we've got, you know. This, this thing of ours. This thing of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really beautiful thing, you know. And, and you know, again, we, we do this podcast and we've got a wonderful – uh, community of folks out there and everybody has their pockets of people and you know if not john someone else i saw an foh the same day john passed somebody else on foh put up a tribute to a, a cigar buddy uh-huh. that that they had lost and it really was like wow like yeah you know this is a this is a really amazing community mm-hmm. yeah, i think the thing that people don't realize um i mean i think even people in my house this really hit me hard and um the thing you don't realize in the lounge this lounge community the people that you see most often, you literally see a lot of these people as much as your own family members. That's 100%. true. Like that's where I think people, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, this is just someone at your cigar lounge. It, it's it's really not. It's yeah. Not. Um, it's someone that you see multiple times a week. Right. Literally only second to your own immediate family. And you just become really close and it's such a tight knit group. And I think that's why it's so hard when you lose, uh, you know, someone like that. But um it, uh, I think he's a testament to yep. uh, what the lounge community should be like. Like Lucy totally. said, how welcoming he was. So uh, generous. Yep. So generous. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, an incredible guy. And like I said, the cer- certainly the start of our tribute um, in our little, you know, our little community here. Um, really, really, uh, really, really a great guy. Huge loss. Huge loss. All right, boys, we're about halfway, a little further than halfway here in the Bolivar Royal Corona. I am finding this to be a perfect cigar for tonight with how we're feeling, a perfect match for this excellent wine we've got. 
um, just fantastic right now. So it's, it's a rich smoke. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I am going through it very quickly. Um, and it, it's still delivering on all notes very highly. Jeez, he's not kidding. I know. I'm not. Okay. I, I am. I, I have is, another one. He's going to have to smoke that while we finish this one. I'd be happy to do another one. <laughs> I know I, you would. I do love this cigar. I really do. I know. You know what's what's amazing is if you smoke the just take a whiff of the the aroma. Yeah, it's incredible. It's really amazing. It's very so. I don't do this very often. Hold it vertically under my nose like Gizmo does. I do it all the time. You capture different notes in the smoke than you do when you wave it under your nose i think yep. you capture more you, there's, yes there's much more technically what there's more uh Dude. what what's the word not taste bud but there's Olfactory. more factory yeah in your nose than there is in your mouth the smoke is sweet mm -hmm. that's very unusual it's actually well, sweet. I, I agree with that the funny thing is the smoke the aroma is, is more baking spice and upman like it, honestly it's yeah. totally like, baking spice the aroma is right. not what you traditionally expect at a boulevard which is why when i say like it just transforms with age it's it's truly yeah. unrecognizable to me from where this starts you know and i'm curious what the end of the night's going to tell yeah i, I see it's going to be fantastic a lot of people, depending on how we rate this, they'll scoff and they'll say this is not an elite cigar. It's not a high-level cigar. I don't know if I don't agree with that, but it's, I think it'll be a little controversial. I, well, I, I think the, the important thing is that in this moment, the, the, the experience that when you pick up this specific cigar with this specific amount of age, age on it. Yeah. It's, it's a rare, it's, rare at this point. It's really, yeah, yeah. but it's really a special cigar. And I think for the listener out there who isn't, gonna buy a 15 or can't find a 15 whatever it may be i can't find a 15 right now but it's really the point that you can buy a reasonable box of fresh cubans 21s and okay. be patient with them and smoke one every six months and just mm -hmm. journey with with the box journey with it as it ages and by the time it's you that know, is, by the time it's 12 years old, you're you're able to compare. That's the ultimate cigar experience yeah, to me. It is. Really? And, and that's the thing. I mean, not every box, you know, gets so much better with age. I mean, yeah. truly. You know, we, we've had age, you know, R&J Churchills that are oh, garbage. Garbage. Don't bring so up that cigar, Bruce. <laughs> I think, you know, the value for a listener, you know, hearing this that hasn't maybe had that much experience with the Royal Corona it's a cigar that's worth actually holding on to. I, yes. mean, I inadvertently experienced that to an extent. Just I did forgetting too. You've done the same. The only reason that we did this tonight on the podcast is because I'm looking at the list of cigars we've done going, what Cuban marca really should we, you know, try another stick from like, you know, right now. And Bowley came up and I'm like, Oh my God, I have yeah. those Royal Coronas in the, in the tower that I, I just don't reach for them. I'm surprised you know? it took us so long to do it. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's working out pretty good right now. Yeah. I'm trying to waft the smoke to my face. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's awesome. And the other thing I'll say, just such a testament to this cigar, um, the way it's pairing with a full-bodied cab is just awesome. You know, yeah. there are certain Cuban cigars that have um, enough character that they can hold up with a fuller red wine, and this is one of them. I, I think anyone who hasn't smoked this and is going to try it or who has ought to try pairing it with a red, I think it works perfectly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is most definitely a medium to full cigar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it's. I'm trying to think of any other cigar that this compares to. And it's in easy. A, in a Cuban cigar, and this, yeah. nothing really comes to mind. It's easy for a lot of listeners to confuse that with strength rather no, than I the mean, flavor, flavor profile. Right, yeah. It's two yeah. different things. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's full flavored. Yeah. I think this is a delicious full flavored cigar, but very smooth. Yeah. Not strength-wise, right? Yeah, the just, delivery is very smooth. Oh, it's, it's, it's amazing. And the other point I wanted to make about aging, too, you know, if you're you're thinking about Robustos, let's just single those out, right? 
let's say you're you you get a a box or a a pack of D4s, and same with RAS, same with D, same with Epi two. The D4 and the RAS and the Epi two are going to smoke really well, pretty fresh. Yeah, D4 so, especially, and that's you know that's where it's like that's how you to me that's how you justify buying a box to age or to do like I said, smoke one every six months, mm-hmm. um, because you can get these other robustos at a similar price point that are smoking great right out of the box, pretty fresh, like they're really delivering. Um, and may not be they they may not have the the potential that a cigar like this does after eight years. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. But at that moment when you buy them, you can smoke them. These I would age out. I think the Hoyo Epi twos need some age. Yeah, I've I I I'm working out of a box. I've had a couple of those. My father in law loves them. Um they're twenty twenties. They're inconsistent. They're smoking great. Though. They're inconsistent. They make a lot of them. By the way, your father-in-law is very unhappy with how you characterize his smoking preferences. Oh, is that? Do we know that? He and I had a conversation about (laughs) this. We actually know this? Oh, we sure did. Oh, we sure did. I didn't know this. He looks at me. So Gizmo brings him to the lounge one night. I was at the lounge. We had a great conversation. Love your father-in-law, by the way. He should spend more time here. We, you know, you, we, you're, you're good, Giz, but he's, he's, he's a lizard. Oh, Oh, he's, he's, he's very much a lizard. He's a lizard. And we're chatting and he's like, you know, I feel like every time Gizmo talks about this is a cigar your my father-in-law would like, it's <laughs> it's always cheap and mild. Started <laughs> 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 Oh boy. So I gotta, resent the implication. <laughs> you got you got to spend a little more, you know, just be a little more generous. He's, I'm he's sure he does guy. as well. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I actually got him a box of Epi2s for Christmas. Nice. An SLB a sliding wood box. It's a good cigar. He loves them. Yeah. Yeah. Got to stop giving him those plastic tipped ones. <laughs> Blueberry flavor. Those are for my father. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. He may need a perfect draw to get through that whole box. From time time. What I'll find though is that the recent ones are actually the construction is definitely better. Oh, yeah, wow. they kind of like a lot of the other uh, cigar manufacturers, which is why I'm toying. We joke about Romeo. I'm toying with maybe doing a Churchill that's a little younger, mm-hmm. um, because I think we probably need to do it. Um, at some point here on the pod, but uh, the Epi 2s, I have not pulled a perfect draw on an Epi 2 in a long time. Oh, wow. Yeah. Has he had the Padron Exclusivo? Yes. Does he not like it? Uh, I think it was a little bit too much oomph for him. Hmm. You're saying that or he said that? He said that. <laughs> you should try the natural. Yeah, maybe I'll yeah. give him a natural. I was thinking of giving him uh, the Torpedo Natural, the one that won uh, yeah, Cigar yeah, of that, the Year. Yeah, that's a great one. I think, I think I'll, I'll, I'll give him that one a try. Just give him the 80th. The, you know what cigar he really liked? Was the Padron Corona in natural. Padron. That oh, box that I have from 2012. Yeah. Then that's he a really like the cigar. Torpedo. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. Okay. Give him the 90th. <laughs> <laughs> Rooster's trying to kill him. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Hair pop before breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> you and me. Let's go. In the garage. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Gizmo, you got to leave the house now. <laughs> She loves when we go down there because he, mm-hmm. we have such a good time. That's cool. You know, I have a great setup in the garage. So, Garcon, we need a yeah. We need we need some more wine here, Garcon. Oh, yeah. John would not have had our glasses go empty. It's true. Bam! Yeah. I wanted to just say that. You know what? John yes. was uh, always made sure glasses <laughs> were full. So, can we talk about this uh, unusual tip on we, the well, bottle? We t- oh, have we discussed this? Oh, look at you! You're all caught. <laughs> so. Oh, is there? Oh, there's plenty. Yeah, you're taking pesto gizmo. Uh, we've talked about this before. So the, yeah. the aerator. I'm I'm a big fan of aerating red wine. 
Um, it helps release, you know, those tannins. You don't have to sit there and leave a it's bottle uncorked cool. for hours to try to decant it or put it in an annoying glass decanter that looks beautiful, but is a huge pain in the ass to clean. So this thing's great. I mean, I hate the Venturi. I think I've mentioned this on prior episodes. Gizmo did not listen and follow instructions and first bought a Venturi, which was very I just Googled it. I thought it was the right one. I don't know. <laughs> The Venturi, the you didn't problem guide with me. it. You didn't guide me. Uh, it, you put it in the episode description. I put the wrong <laughs> one and then you fixed it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I did. I put the wrong one. I did. So the, the Venturi. Sorry to my, any listeners out there. My problem with the Venturi is you have to hold this little contraption over your wine glass. Then your other hand, you hold the bottle. You have to pour it perfectly oh. through this little contraption into the glass. It's like you're filtering the wine it's into like, your yeah. glass. It's a nice party trick, it's though. Oh, no, it's not. You got to do that like 10 times for it's 10 not. guests? You, you <laughs> look like an idiot doing That's this a lot of work. Party. Uh, a saber is a nice party trick. That yeah. is a joke. Yeah. So you're sitting there, you know, trying to perfectly balance this, get it into the glass. It looks totally ridiculous, and it takes way too much time. That's like the worst part of it. Can you imagine if you're serving people at a table you're, you're trying to fill people's wine. You're going to go carry this little contraption over each person's glass. It looks so stupid. Mm -hmm. So the reason I say this is much better, and the Venturi is like $40 for this inconvenience. This thing you can buy on Amazon for 15 bucks. Nice. Plugs right into the top of the wine bottle, has the built-in aerator. It funnels the wine straight in through it, aerates, and just goes right into the glass. And so you can just turn it over, pour it into the glass, onto the next. It's life-changing so the, when you send say, us the link we need that it, it's in home. the episode description of the prior episode i'll put the correct one in the episode description of this episode again here's my question for you senator because i don't know the answer to this i'm not a wine guy like you um what percentage of a inque increase in experience do you think that that provides a bottle of wine that maybe would normally be a six <laughs> what does that get it to great question I, I think anywhere from 10 to 20%, it's going to mm, improve wow. your experience with the wine. I truly believe that. So you that. think that takes a six wine to a seven? I do. So isn't the so it's like a it's like decanting the bottle without decanting it. Isn't that right? Yeah. To a degree. Now, now here, let me just explain like why I give a range. It depends on the wine. A wine that's already smooth and what doesn't have a ton of tannins doesn't even, I mean, it, it's not harmed. It benefits somewhat marginally from it, but it doesn't need it. So that wine is, if it's a nine, it's still going to be a nine. A wine that has a lot of tannins, that's going to help open it up. Now, it still may be a shitty bottle of wine that either you don't like the flavor profile or it has so many tannins in it that even as this aeration helps release some of them, it's still a bit too tannic for you and you may not score that very high. So I don't think it's going to fundamentally change a wine as much as it's going to enhance um, a good wine uh, and make it possibly very good, even great. Um, or it's just going to make sure that if you're opening a great bottle, that you're going to get the great experience that it's designed to have, mm. which requires some decanting. And it just shortens that time. There's nothing more annoying than having to have the foresight and think before you're having people over and you want to open a certain fuller bottle of red, and you've got to sit there and let that decant for five hours before they get there. Most of us are not thinking that far. By the way, the decanter is a pain in the ass to clean. It's horrible. It's horrible. Because it's this rounded, oversized, awkward thing. You you don't want to put too much soap. It's it's like the whole well, it's thing. Not that. The, the problem is mo <laughs> most of the nice decanters they they're they're very wide at the bottom yeah. and very narrow at the top. Yeah. So you can't put your hand in to clean it. Nope. 
you can't even get a sponge in there. You got to buy a whole special tool that can get in there and then it's curves inside. So you're like, oh, some of them are thing. like a donut. It, yeah. You know, with a spout. It, it's, That's true. It's crazy. It so there's just no reasonable way to easily clean it. If you put it in the dishwasher, it always comes out spotted because it's not able to, you know, there's not enough area for it to dry. The whole thing's a pain. That's why when I got this, it's 15 bucks. That's the craziest part of it. It's awesome. Game changing. And the way this is shaped, it also prevents drips. It does. Yeah, it does. True. You know? Yeah. So, it's true. It's our lesson in uh, aeration. Yeah. Wine or aeration. Yep. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> I'll put it in the episode description again. Oh, the other thing, by the way, we have to mention this, uh, Senator. Is <laughs> you remember I brought a couple bottles of wine to the lounge a couple weeks ago? And remember I pulled out this system? I didn't know that there's like a little straw you have to attach to it. This? To this thing. There yeah. it, like you get a little like it's like a like a cut like a hard plastic case mm-hmm. that it comes in. You flip the lid open. The straw and it has like a straw on it's it. It's metal though, though. Right? No, it's yeah, it's yeah. rubber. That's but rubber. I didn't oh, know. I yeah. I didn't know that you had to attach that. So, I didn't even notice it was in the yeah. box. This comes off and it's to regulate the flow so that it's not coming through too fast so that it fully aerates the wine. Very cool. Gizmo and I, we order Wonder. <laughs> We're having steaks back at the lounge. He brings this great bottle of wine and he puts this in. And I'm like, <laughs> did you attach the straw to the thing? He's like, what straw? It didn't come with a straw. I'm like, Giz, I'm telling you, it comes with a straw. Was he's it just like, pouring out of it? Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, there's no straw with it. So he, I'm like, go get the box. He brings the box over. Oh, shit, there's a straw. <laughs> it, was so funny. it was a user error situation. <laughs> and we got to talk about your eating habits in the car. Oh, God. oh please do, Rooster. I'm going to turn off my mic. As <laughs> I would say. I mean, who the f- so who has a pot pie in a car? So Gizmo Gizmo <laughs> eats a eats a salad in the car while driving. I don't, I don't know how while driving. I don't know how that's and, possible. And he's not an autopilot in a Tesla. He's yeah. actually no. driving. I mean, and the first time he mentioned that, I'm like, so we've known about that. He's pulled over in a parking lot and he's eating salad. That's in a okay. Car, which is okay. You can do if that you're pulled I've over. If you're pulled over, <laughs> but he's eating. I don't know where he keeps the bowl. If it's on his lap while doing or it's fifty on his miles an seat. hour. And he's driving, and he's probably texting. More. God knows what he's doing. I mean, the amount, <laughs> amount, amount of money this guy spends on cigars, he could get a chauffeur. It's true. <laughs> Actually, he can sell a few boxes a year and afford that chauffeur, no problem. I mean, it's insane. Today he was is, eating a pot pie. A pot pie. <laughs> a chicken pot pie this in is the what, car. This is what crossed. I mean, the this salad is. was already ridiculous. But when you sent a text, I'm eating a pot pie while driving, this has crossed the line. I, I mean, no, what I said like, was I some think, liquid. What I said think, was hold on. I think you, Senator, was really concerned about your quality of life at that moment. <laughs> eating a Popeye. That, that's just over the Everything. line. What I it said was over the line. I'm eating. Like, a, you you a may as well Popeye be a truck driver. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you know, it's one thing if you're driving a truck every day. You you have limited opportunities, you know, to stop and eat. You you have plate. Why you couldn't pull over to eat your pot pie? I, I th- have no I think, idea. I think the name Gizmo. He must have some kind of a contraption hooked up to his vent or something that holds the pot pie. Under his chin. Under his chin. <laughs> it, it feeds him. And there's a spoon that like comes out. And, uh, a, a robot that he's built himself feeds him as he's driving. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, listen, what I do, here's what I do. Okay, so it wasn't a whole pot pie. It's a Costco pot pie, which is, by the way, the size of like an extra Mexico. large. Yeah, it's like the size of an extra large pizza. Really? Yeah, it's the greatest thing ever. Costco uh, is. Uh, Bam could polish it. 
Uh, you no, know, I do. I, no, you couldn't pop. When I was a kid, I loved chicken could. pot pie. It's massive. I I love chicken it's, pot pie. It's it's made. They make it in the store. Each store makes them rotisserie chicken. Wow. Whatever. It sounds like a Costco ad. I gotta try it. The, by the way, the chicken noodle soup that they make in the store, unbelievable. Anyway, um, you'll have a heart attack after you finish the pot pie. <laughs> I would, keep going. I would like to eat, see you eat that chicken soup in the car. That I'm yeah. not gonna do. Actually, I could put it in a cup and, si- and, and drink it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's actually made practical. You could, you could use this aerator with the straw <laughs> and just pour it down your mouth. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> Aerated soup. <laughs> but uh all right so the pot pie i just what i do is i put a little chunk of it in a bowl and i microwave it and i bring that in the car it's like in a bowl with a with a handle and i put it on my cup holder thing my what do they call that uh console the console center console it sits there perfectly and i have a fork in my right hand driving with my left totally focused i'm not texting don't get excited and then I just make sure when I put something on the fork, I shake it so I, you know, there's no droppage. Yep. And I, I eat the pot pie All right. or the salad or whatever it may be. This is lunacy. <laughs> this, I mean, would it kill you to pull the car <laughs> over? And no, eat don't in peace? even get in the car with food. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> I mean, spend the extra 10 minutes at home, finish your I meal, agree. and I was, get in the car. I had a very busy day today. You know this. We but talked you were here about like two hours earlier. Yeah, because I had a I had an appointment here at six o'clock. I was I I was on my way to an appointment. I hate to break it to you, guys. There is no excuse for this behavior. You could have had to meet the president of the United States. You should not be eating pot pie in the car. Yeah, we would like some listener input on this. <laughs> please, listener email. Please, please. don't email. Please do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, it's not that crazy to me. For all the fans of Bam Bam, let's. Annihilate Gizmo. <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, if there's listeners out there who think it is, I'd love to hear it. But I don't. Um, We're just glad that you laid off the seltzer today and the listeners not having to Actually, to I've been kind of panicking because I left my seltzer on the other side. Oh, mm. Wonderful. In my uh, thermos, I, I, my sippy cup. We'll text nice. them to pour it down the drain. <laughs> Guess you know we would be lost without you. We couldn't do this pod without you. So please stop eating pot pie in the car. I, While I do, driving. I do While it very driving. safely. Can I you imagine him safely. getting pulled over? Do you know why I pulled you over? No. Because you're eating fucking pot pie while driving. I mean, can you imagine that conversation with a cop? It would be made for TV. Oh, gosh. Listen, I'm doing my best. Yes, you are. Well, I'm down to about an inch and a half of this thing. It's really incredible. It's still quite delicious. It's so it good. Is. Yeah, it's it's really a special cigar at this at, with it, this it's age. It's a great experience. Like, and And you think about... You know, we've talked about regionals and LEs, limited editions, and you know, LCDH editions, and we've had decent experiences across the board. Mm-hmm. But we've also had a lot of really challenging experiences, epic failures with really expensive cigars. Yeah, and you know, it. This is a great example of time benefiting. You know, investing in your collection and spending a little bit, and then investing time. To get a lot of value out of that spend. Yeah. It's really something special with oh, this yeah. age on it. You know? The other thing I'll say, the final third of this cigar, I think it starts and through the first two thirds is medium full. I think this ends firmly full. It's firmly yeah. full now. And yeah. I think that Rooster was saying this before. I think this has got to be one of the fullest Cuban cigars. I think so. Period. Yeah. But deliciously delivered. Oh, yeah. No, no. I'm saying yeah. that in a good way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, this this is the fullest Cuban, or uh, one, of, say, one of the one fullest of, sure. Cubans I've ever had. That yeah. you're experiencing right now. Yeah. See, for me, I don't, I don't, I'm not having that experience where hmm. I'm not feeling like this is the is... pot pies interfering <laughs> clearly way too it's much so pot true. pie today Gizmo. you guys are gonna have to hedge my uh your your rating. my rating tonight yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to rate the pot pie first <laughs> oh that's a 10 uh, that pot pie is a 10 boys. i want to try it it's really good in the car no <laughs> <laughs> so um before we get back to the cigar i just had we had a great uh listener email from uh a wizard bill who's a listener of ours and I wanted to see what the guys thought of this. He um, he was commenting. We uh, we went back and forth a couple times. He was talking about Bam Bam and his uh, debauchery mm-hmm. in episodes 62 and 63. We don't need to get into that. If listeners missed it, go back and listen to. Yeah, don't mention it. Bam is a totally reformed. By the way, he showed up tonight with a fiver of cigars for me. Did you guys notice that? You request, I, dem- I deliver. That is... That is really something. That's that. always been the case. Just no one's ever really requested. All right. All right. Let's not, let's <laughs> let's not revert along. back. Let's not let's revert not back. Revert back. <laughs> I was just about to compliment oh, you. Oh, God. The new BAM, to his credit, not the old BAM, but the new BAM, to his credit. I, I need another cigar. Hand by, me up. by the way, I didn't have to remind him. Didn't remind him. I mentioned to yeah. Bam during our intervention that I've been waiting to try one of those glass jar uh, yes. Upman Noellas. Yes. Yep. And sure enough, I'd last know, time we were together, Bam shows up. There's a big glass I jar sitting in my seat. I want to know what you think of that cigar. I had it. I know. It's very good. Yeah? Very good. Light, though. Medium. Medium. I'd say medium. The only thing- Light to medium. What, what year are those? 2014s. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So the only thing that's a little odd to me- it doesn't smoke like a 2014. It it seemingly it There's does. You know why? A little yeah. I think rough I know why. edges to it. You know why? Why? Because it's sealed with a rubber gasket. It's in true. That glass jar, so it doesn't age like yeah. cigars in semi-boyd nature or dress boxes. That it's quite sense. literally in. It, its own little glass Tupperware, like Tupper door. Yeah. That there's no airflow yep. happening. That would make sense. So they're, then this tells me, I mean, those glass jars, they look nice, I but would they're crack probably them not optimal for aging. Not yeah. for aging. Crack them open. Um, but yeah. my take on that, I, I thought it was very good. Just some rough edges. I was a little surprised mm. that they're 2014. Yeah. It's still a very good cigar. Nice cigar. And thank you. Of course. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. All right. So Lizard Bill uh, asked a great question that I wanted to uh, pose to you guys. And this may be a discussion that will extend across a couple episodes or we can keep this in mind. But he said, hey, I'd love to hear if the lizards have a favorite t- type of tobacco they prefer. Meaning, like, uh, you know, he says, uh, I love anything that has Corojo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, once you learn its taste, I can pick it out of anything I smoke if it's present. Uh, and he says one of the manufacturers, Aladino, uses it abundantly. Uh, but it's obviously used in a lot of brand, uh, blends. So. Are there types of tobacco or wrapper, you know, colors um, that you guys lean to, or is that even a part of your thought process when you're choosing a cigar, or smoking it? Because I go back to my quick answer to this is I've mm-hmm. thought about this. Obviously, I saw this email before you guys, but I thought about what Rob said about you get a Lucy with a great risotto wrapper on it, or you get to me Mag Forty Six when it has that reddish. Yeah, yeah. The Magnum Forty Six from H. Upman has that that reddish type of wrapper on it. it. It's special. It's special. Yeah, or it you is. get a BBF that's really dark. Dark. Mm-hmm. You know, or a P two that has, or a D four that has that dark wrapper. Yeah. You know, so I wouldn't say. I also I, happen to like the D fours when they're very light as well. So yeah. it's funny you say that. I I feel I the same way. Like that's why I'm having a hard time with this question because I think I have strong preferences about this. Depends and on then the cigar. Every now and then I'll get something 
that's wildly lighter than I'm used to, the rapper, D4s in particular, like yeah. Bam is saying, oh, yeah. and I'm not happy about it. And then I begrudgingly light it up and I sit <laughs> no. there and I say, oh my gosh, this is so good. It's interesting. The lighter ones I've had, they they are sweeter. Yeah. And really tasty. So I, I'm not sure that I have like a very a prescriptive, yeah. like this is exactly what I like because I feel like what I think I won't like, I sometimes am really pleasantly surprised yeah. by. And it. we've learned what the DNA of each of the cigars that we smoke are over time. And you kind of rely on that profile. You know. Yeah, I kind of look for like sticks with some sheen on it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, there's certain, certain sometimes you, you see boxes that come up and you kind of look for that. I mean, I hope they're not like photoshopped or anything. But the sheen, but, but when, you get, when you get the box at home and a, there's a nice a sheen. A bit of an it, oily wrapper. Oily wrapper, yeah. you know, it, yeah. you know it's, it's a good box. Yeah, agreed. You know, like those 80s that Senator aged. Yeah, yeah, the, they had, the Padrones. Yeah. I'll just yeah. say this. This is my secret with any cigar. I do this every day. Like, no exaggeration. Whenever I come to the lounge and I pick sticks out of my um, out of my tower, I just hold them up to the light. When sticks have aged just long enough, they start to get these little sparkly crystals, crystals. on them. Yeah. Even just a couple years, it starts, meaning it's not going to be lit up like a disco ball, but you're going to start to see some. So I always take them out, and I just hold it up to the light. And if I see it shining... I know, okay, it's got enough age that this is probably going to smoke well. If there's not a single crystal visible on it, I put it right back. Just let it keep sitting. So that's just kind of my little cheat sheet to know when something's got more age. And then when you look at it and it's glistening like crazy and light up like a Christmas tree, you know that's been obviously aged for a, a significant period that's of time. That's what you want. That's right. Yeah. So I think we've come to the fact that we, I, we, I, I would say we don't have a preference. Uh-uh. No, but I have to give this listener credit. Yeah. As as someone who like where I have strong preferences, things like wine, uh, other things. It's an in depth question. That's a that's a sophisticated lizard. Yeah, yeah. I'm really impressed yeah. by that question. Absolutely. Yep. Great question. Yeah. Because I couldn't tell you what tobaccos I like. Well, I honestly. think the one answer we do have to that now, as I think about it, is in the new world context. We've discovered recently with some of these new worlds that we like the wrapper, the, what, Ecuadorian. What, ec- is it Ecuadorian? I think it's Ecuadorian wrapper. On Remember when we were drawing the connection? We were like the My Fatherland Sarah. It was the Mexican, mm-hmm. Mexican San Andreas I thought it was a San Andreas oh, maybe wrapper. Yes, maybe you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm sorry. So that we have you're discovered right. yeah. in New World Sticks we really do like. Sure. A Mexican San Andreas wrapper. Now, how many of those of the cigars in that New World category have that wrapper? I'm guessing not many. No, I think a lot. And, a and lot. because oh, the, is that the right? rumor that we've talked Padron. about is that Padron, that those wrappers are actually Mexican, what? that they're not Nicaraguan. So my father, serious? it's Habano Rosado, is the my father, uh, is the wrapper on the number four. So Habano then, Rosado. On. That wouldn't make the Padron a Puro then. Well, that's the that's the rumor that's always kind of been around. But mm. I don't think it's founded on they don't in dis- reality. They don't disclose that. They say yeah. it's a Nicaraguan Puro, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the seed? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. I don't know. Are you done with your smoke? Yeah, I finished my uh I'm not dropping my this. Royal Corona. It was excellent I'm all not the way down. Drop. The oh nut. yeah. Right to the nut. I finished it right off. It was I great. I don't know. I didn't hear it didn't sound like your fingers were burning. Gizmo. It was actually. My fingers started getting real hot. That's why I dropped it. I was gonna put the perfect draw on it, but it, it was really <laughs> Yeah, really you good. should pull a bam bam. He does that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's sometimes a pink, that's some pinky bam. out. With the perfect draw on the cigar, like a roach clip, still yes. smoking it. <laughs> I love it. I still, did that once. And all of a sudden, the, he's shaking the, shaking uh, the, uh, shaking perfect, the perfect draw. draw. 
Like a oh god, like a fine wine. I got a question for you guys because I think I know my answer to this, and I'm kind of thinking about having not smoked this for quite some time, smoking this more because I think these cigars are kind of hopefully at their peak, or I, I don't know where they're at in their journey. But I think I need to start smoking these and not let them sit for another ten years. But um, I'm wondering. I, I'm thinking about using this at like after a meal if I have a 45 minutes or an hour to have a cigar. This is really an excellent cigar to have after a meal. It's a treat. No I doubt. agree with that. Yeah, like or even a full like yeah. steak dinner type of meal. I think that this would sure. work yeah. really, really even, well. Even uh, we're almost at the end of the cigar. I mean, still have you know some cigar to go. I mean, there's no harsh notes. No, nothing. It's still smooth. No rough edges. Perfect delivery. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm much great. further along than you are, and it's really still very yeah. nice. Yeah. And we all have gone through it. There wasn't a single draw issue. No. Construction was great. No. Nope. Combustion was great. Like, I haven't had a single one of these with an issue. Now, I will tell you, I've had young Royal Coronas. They've all performed. For me, I've never had a bad one. Now, the flavor notes are much milder mm -hmm. in the younger cigars, but the draw has always been perfect. And the construction, for me, is great. Young, old. The only thing I will say about this cigar, it's funny, we were comparing this to other Robustos, like the D4, the Ras, um, and this is true of most Bolivars, but I tend to think the BBF is like their most refined-looking yeah, cigar. absolutely. It's a very rustic-looking cigar. Yes. And the funny thing is, I think it's it's akin to the Ras, yep. not in flavor profile, they're in different. Look. In look. But in look. Yeah, man. Where the first time I looked at a Ras, I said, that's not a really nice looking cigar. <laughs> but then you light it up and you're sitting there saying, wow, the flavor's it's, awesome. Yeah. And I think that's also true with this cigar, which is why it may deter some people. You, you don't see this in a shop, in a box, and say, wow, that's a beautiful stick. You say, oh, that's, that's rustically yeah, rolled. It's not pretty. But they're delicious. They are. What was the cigar that we had with Dan when he, we had him on the pod? San Luis Rey Regios. Is that a Robusto? It's an uh, Hermosa. Hermosa. The same size. Same as length, the, but it's, no, it's the same size as the Monte Cristo number four. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah. An evening with that cigar followed by this would be great. Yeah. That was a great it's cigar. A Schwa, Schwa Supreme is also yes. Hermosa. Yeah. Yes. Another excellent cigar. Yeah. Which you just got. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks to Senator. So, boys, we're coming to the uh, end of our cigar journey here. Before we rate the wine, any uh, final comments before we uh, get to this excellent wine pairing? Uh, honestly, the pairing tonight, I think, was spectacular. Well, I want to talk a little bit about the wine. I feel like we've said nothing other than we're enjoying it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, well, you're the wine guy. You're the wine. Hey, this is on you. <laughs> no, 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 look. This is on you. Look, look. You wanted to talk about Speak pot up. pie. No, Speak no, no, up, no, no. And you pushed the listeners' <laughs> no, no, no. needs aside. Don't just... I've worked very hard to try to, <laughs> no to, try to refine these lizard palates, and I I think I've, I've achieved that because oh, Gizmo the other day tried a grape bottle of wine that he recommended to me. Did he? That I tried, and I said I agree is very, very good. What about the rest of us? Um, Thank you very much. You weren't here. All right. So, I, no, I think every lizard has <laughs> developed a palate for wine at this point. I, I really do. Agreed. Um, but the the, I think the way this wine drinks, it's it's from Napa, so it's it's fruit forward. Um, you get dark fruit like blackberry right up front. But what I like about it, and what John and I, I think our palates are have always been very similar. We don't like overly fruit forward or overly sweet California wines. We like some balance. And I like in this that it's balanced with a little bit of earthiness, with a little bit of oak. Um, 
I mean, for twenty dollars, uh, it, it it really I think drinks above it punches above its weight class. I think if you just poured this blind to someone, they would say, "Oh, this is maybe a mid forty dollar, forty something dollar Napa, you know, uh, cab." Yeah. So, um, I think they've done a pretty nice job with this wine. It's slightly dry, which I happen to love. Yeah, a slight dryness to it. It's great. I think I, you know, I, I'm interested how this would work with food. Um, but oh, it would work wonderfully with food. Totally, and I, it, I, I'm, a, you know, that's my assumption. I think it'd be great, honestly, with pasta or with a steak. I think for me, this would be great. That's mm. the thing that's remarkable about this. This holds up well with a steak. Yeah. The funny thing is, when John and I were going back and forth about this wine and Oberon, kind of the two twenty dollar um, pound for pound best wines at that price point that you can easily find. Yeah, and uh, John, it was so funny. I remember because we each traded a bottle of them. And John was like, oh, I was just going to have one when he was by himself. And then he's like, but I felt like it was so similar. I needed to try the other. So he basically just like killed the two bottles. He's like, I had to taste test them side by side. And he goes, Senator, I'm telling you, I had each in a glass. They were almost indistinguishable. You know what? But I was about to say the same thing. They're honestly. very similar. But what I will say about this wine, this has a bit more structure than mm. Oberon does. Oberon, I would not pair with a steak. Mm. This, I think, holds up with a steak. Mm. So I think there's also something about this where at 20 bucks to have the legs to be able to have this with the range from a pasta to a steak yeah. says a lot. Yeah, I, I agree. And the funny thing I'll also say, I think Rooster found this once. One of our cigar groups that um, were, were involved with, uh, there was a discussion around what are like your favorite kind of excessively priced wines, and someone had actually recommended this. I think you found that. Do you remember that? Mm. I think so. Yeah. 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 So it it has other fans. I wasn't right. familiar with it until right, John right. had introduced us to it. But I'm loving the pairing. Great pairing tonight. Oh, yeah. I think uh, to me this wine with this cigar was just an absolute home run yeah. for me. The other totally. thing I like I'm getting on the finish. So just a little bit of cocoa, which I think goes really well with this cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really well paired. And, you know, again, despite the time and despite if you tried to buy a 2015 box today, we're talking about a really reasonable experience that we had tonight price-wise between both the cigar and the wine. Very, very reasonable. And we said both do punch above their weight class. 100%. We said that earlier about the cigar, and you just mentioned it about the wine. Absolutely. Yeah. Great value. For a Cuban cigar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For a Cuban cigar. There's not a lot of value right now <laughs> no. in young Cuban cigars. <laughs> or old ones, for that matter. I mean, think about what Robusto, Cuban Robusto, you can buy for under $20. Right now? Yeah. Not, not many. None. It's probably nothing. Yeah. Maybe in a 50 cab, a RAS or something like that. That's about it. Yeah. That's about it. D4s have skyrocketed. Yep. Seeing those for in, the low fives. I, I paid just under eight hundred dollars though for a fifty cab of brass. Yeah, not too long ago. Yep. We ought we ought to congratulate Bam. Bam sourced yes. Wow. His first fifty no. cab with, that with he his shared. health with Gizmo's health. I oh, sent it geez. to him that it was available. Senator, Jesus. he stole my thunder. You see, that? you pointed to me. I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> Bam, I tried. I know. <laughs> just take the credit, Bam. <laughs> All right, boys, are you guys ready to do the? Uh, Formal liquor rating on the iTer, Eter. Yeah, yeah. How do we pronounce that? I'm going to say I, I think Iter. Iter. Either. That's my guess. I like, I like Iter. All right. Bam, bam, you're up. I got to give it a nine. 
for the price and what we're getting for it, it, it just tastes for me, like, you, like Senator said earlier, it's well above its weight class. I'm giving it a nine. Senator? Um, I'm in the exact same camp as Bam. I think for $20, that's the hardest price point for a cab. Um, it's made in Napa. Um, it tastes like Napa. There's not rough edges to this wine like a lot of others that you would get at this price point. Um, and the versatility that Bam mentioned, I think it deserves a lot of credit for that this could amazingly hold up even with something as heavy and robust mm -hmm. as a steak. Yep. I'm at a nine. Or a, or a very heavy lasagna. My wife makes a fantastic lasagna dish. I could pair this easily with that. Yeah. Have a wonderful time. Yeah. I'm also at a nine. It's a great, great yeah. value wine. Performed wonderfully tonight, and I'm really looking forward to having it with a nice meal and a nice steak. Um, so the one thing I was looking at um, was seeing if we reviewed the Oberon. and rated and the Oberon. We haven't done it. No. We drank that. We recorded it. I, I don't know when we did it, but, but we did it not was rate prior it. prior to our liquor ratings. Yeah, so I think that we need to put that in the list. All right. We have uh, the jury has spoken. Uh, Eider is the pronunciation. All right. So the formal liquor rating is a 9.0 for the Eider Cabaret. <laughs> Cabaret. Wow. You got, what's Gizmo. on your mind tonight? Kismo. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> is, that that is that the Diamond Cabaret? Yeah. <laughs> the Cabernet Boys, uh, introduced to us by our great friend, uh, Lizard John. Yeah. 9.0. Yep. All right, I am certainly done. I'm assuming you guys are very, very close here on the Boulevard Royal Corona. Oh, yeah. You guys ready to do the uh, formal lizard rating on this thing? Yep. All right, Rooster, you're up. Um, I'm going to give it a nine. Okay. Really good. Enjoyed it thoroughly from start to finish. And it's like everything I look for in a cigar. It's medium full. Yeah. And the last third was definitely, like Senator said, on the fuller side. Uh, great notes, delicious smoke. Uh, you get coffee, you get a, you know, like dark, dark uh, chocolate, espresso yeah, you notes. You get it all. Leather. Yeah. I mean, all the notes that we look for in a cigar. And with this, uh, with the amount of age on this, I mean, I'm sure a younger uh, Bolivar Royal Corona would not have gotten this score. Yeah. But I think as the, I think it still has potential to age. Mm, I agree. I think if this box, if you smoke it like in a couple of years, I think it's going to be a different experience. Wow. I, I'm I mean, nervous I, I about think, it. I, I really yeah, am. I, I'm, I think I, it will. I think Bolivars do age well. Yeah. I just don't want it to get, like I had that 99, uh, 97 Immensus. Mm -hmm. You could tell that it's on the down. It's on the, it's, it, it's after its peak. Well, you have two boxes, right? I have two boxes of these. And you've yeah. broken into one. Yeah. So maybe the one that you've opened, you'll sample in a year. Exactly. And then see how it goes. Yeah, and just keep, I'm just, yeah. I'm going to make this. And if it improves, then you keep that other box. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to regularly test this and see how it goes. And I'll help you test it. All right, perfect. Yeah, we all will. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll be gone in about two weeks. All right. I'm also going to give it a nine. I think that this is, uh, continues to be probably the best Bolivar um, that I've had the best experience with Bolivar. It does perform better for me than Bellicosos Finos. Um, young or old, I just, that cigar is just falling out of, I've fallen out of love with it, which I know is, you know, sacrilegious to Senator, but um, it's definitely a nine for me. Senator? Well, now that you've upset me by starting <laughs> this war on the BBF war. for some reason, I mean, Jesus, you couldn't just rate the cigar. Definitive statement. Very definitive statement. Yeah. Um, well, now, 
I'm going to strike back and start Ooh. with. Uh-oh. I hate this cigar. <laughs> <laughs> that's good because that's the that's one less cigar. I need You're to give an out. awful liar, by the way. <laughs> no, I mean that. It's young, young, young. I don't okay. like this cigar. Young. Got I it. still maintain that. This is nothing mm. like this is young. Nothing yeah. Yeah. at all. Totally. Uh, but this cigar with this amount of age, I'm also in the same camp. I would give it a nine. Um, I think, like Rooster said, a lot of the flavor notes in this are exactly what we pursue. Um, I do wish it looked a, a bit nicer. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's where when you compare it to a D4 or some other Robustos, mm -hmm. I think it, it falls a little bit short. But um, it's got a lot of merit, and I think it's a, it's an evening smoke. Don't make the mistake. Well, unless you're Rooster. Yeah. Don't make the mistake I did trying to light this or a Petite Corona from Boulevard make, make up in the, the morning. Make the mistake. Judge for yourself. But um, I, I do like this. And my take on this cigar, like I would only pursue this with age in a way that the BBF, I'm happy to smoke with just a couple years of age and relatively young. Um, so that that's where I'm at. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm also at a nine. But I'm very happy pursuing young Royal Coronas and keeping them for a while. Because mm. I do, I happen to love this cigar. Yeah. For me, it's a regular cigar uh, that I have often, and I'm it's it's I'm in a, it's a love affair for me. Mm. Yeah. So that's a flat nine point zero, boys, for the formal lizard rating on the Bolivar Royal Corona. And the one thing I will say, because we didn't talk about it, I kind of mentioned it briefly, is that I wish it was a Corona. Mm. I wish it wasn't a robusto. I wish it was the same exact flavor profile. Just a little bit longer. You want more of it. Yeah. I want more of Me it. Me too. Even if the ring gauge was the same, mm -hmm. I'd, I just want a little bit more of it. Another half inch or an inch, I'd be so much more thrilled yeah. than I am at a Robusto. Yeah, they, they need to make a Lonsdale. Oh, oh that'd be awesome. Every, every, wow. Every brand does. Yeah. Honestly, tonight's pairings, this everything was just delicious from beginning to end. What a what a wonderful night. Excellent night. Reminds me of the RAS pairing. I don't remember what we had with that, but that was a delicious, delicious evening. The cigar and the spirit together, fantastic. So the one thing that's interesting I wanted to bring up to you guys, uh, we've only done one other Bolivar on the pod, I think, maybe two, but namely the one that we should mention, uh, we did the Bolivar Bellicosos Finos on episode 11 quite a while back. We did that with McAllen 12. Um, mm. And uh, it got an 8.1. So wow. obviously that was a young cigar. Um, Very young. Yeah. Those. So I think, you know, listen, obviously we're going to get to a point where we try a lot of these again. In the coming months and years, uh, but that was uh, that. That's another great smoke from Bolivar. Oh, Much you, different experience. And are for you that to me? be that young, yeah, and get an eight point one. I mean, imagine with age. Yeah. Uh, to me, the BBF is a historic cigar. I mean, that's a must to have. It's a must. Yeah, people love that cigar. Yeah, I do too. Definitely. You know, we gave the cigar a nine, a wine a nine. And Lizard John is a 10. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Off the chart. Well said, man. Off the chart. Well said. Missed. Yeah. Yeah. It's a I huge love, loss. I love that guy. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Such a sweetheart. Yeah. Well, boys, an excellent night here with both uh, our cigar and our wine. Nice tribute to John. We're going to miss him. Um, excellent. Excellent. 9.0 for both. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. John Gibson, rest in peace. We will miss you, John. Absolutely. All right, boys. We'll see you next week. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for joining us. You can find our merch store and ratings archive at our brand new website, loungelizardspod.com. That's loungelizardspod.com. Don't forget to leave us a rating and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any comments, questions, 
If you want to reach out, say hello, tell us what you're smoking, email us, hello at loungelizardspod.com. You can also find us on Instagram at loungelizardspod. We really appreciate your time and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week.